the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by City Mission from Washington, Pennsylvania. Hello and welcome to Bisberg. I'm your host, John Hall. It is great to be with you today. We're happy once again to welcome Dean Gartland. Dean is the president, the CEO of City Mission in Washington, Pennsylvania. Dean, it's always great to see you when you stop by. You've always got good news to tell us. Well, John, it's great to be here and I I love sharing good news. Fabulous. Good. Okay. So, Dean, we're, we're through with the winter time, And, of course, the, the seasons affect in some ways the ministry as well. You see men and women who are living in Washington, Pennsylvania, different in some ways from a from a like a, a mission here right in the city of Pittsburgh. It's a different mindset, a different feel, isn't it? It is. And the uh, fact of, you know, I had worked in Pittsburgh uh, in, in that urban setting for 28 years. And so when I made my way to Washington, PA, it was a little bit of an eye opener because there was a different uh, uh, uh sense to the all the issues are basically the same people are homeless uh, there are people are dealing with drugs and alcohol issues mental health issues uh things like that uh, you know uh, chronic unemployment all the you know the typical things but there is definitely a difference in how uh the folks out in washington compared to maybe uh pittsburgh um, how they operate and so there, there's just a different way they go about um um, getting their needs met and and so forth. I, like in Washington, PA, many of the homeless uh, uh, have been. They live out in the woods. Uh, the city of Washington is not real big, and so it's small. But there's a uh, there's a creek there, and there's a there's some woods, and a lot of folks are living out in the woods, and uh, they've got tents, and uh, so and then many of them through the winter make their way over to the mission. And part of our job is to reach out to them and hopefully get them into our program. Um, because that's where uh, they will get the uh, consistent consistency and help, and you know, we get the, the every day the food and shelter. They don't have to worry about you know utilities and things like that because it's uh, we don't charge them because they don't have any money. Yeah. So uh, everything is funded through donations and, and from businesses, churches, foundations, and uh, um, and and major donors who like to just who believe in what we do and they give to us, and so. There is a difference between the uh, big city kind of situation to the uh, more rural kind of homeless, uh, because even in Washington County, you have people living in abandoned trailers or abandoned houses or um, out in the, you know, again, out in the woods and things like that. And so it's it's just a little bit different uh, uh, situation for them. But uh, the issues are still the same. Uh, they, they still have an emptiness in their life. Uh, that can only be filled with a relationship with Christ. And so our job is to reach out to them, get them into our program, present the gospel to them, and then and bring all the other services that they need to bear to help them overcome the barriers that stand between them and a life of independence. And so that's uh, that's our job. That's the work that you do. Well, Dean, whenever you come and join us, you, you always bring people who have a story to tell, which I always love because mm-hmm. you offer experience, strength, and hope within those stories. And today you brought a guest along. I did. And this is uh, – I brought Ed. Uh, Ed is actually one of our 
Veterans, who lives in our Crabtree Kovacicek Veterans House. He's been with us for a little while now. But Ed has a great story, and Ed is a, uh, a, a, a tremendous man. It was heart uh, um, filled with, uh, with, with Jesus, and uh, I've known Ed for quite some time. And so Ed, Ed has, a, again, a fabulous story, and I consider him my friend. And so I'm going to let Ed tell his story. Excellent. Yeah, my name is Ed Tart, and I am truly blessed and highly favored to be here with a good friend, Dean Garner. Fabulous. I've been with him, known him for a while now. I even know his um, brothers, hmm. you know I me. Mean? I worked on a farm with one of his brothers. He's the boss. I had a lot of life with Dean and with his other brother named Dennis. Mm-hmm. That's how far we go back. Yeah. That, that is a way back. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So I just want to, you know, try to tell you a little bit about me. Yeah. Um, I uh, came to Washington City Mission back in the nineties. I um, my job had left. I was like, out of a thousand, I was like maybe seven on the seniority list. You know, we got into a workman's union. The people said, don't go union. They moved out of town to Canada, and I lost my job. And by then, you know, I was on unemployment, couldn't find another job. So I heard about this great place, this guy that I went to school with. He said, um, won't you go to Washington City Mission? I said, Washington City, Michigan? Where's that at? That's in old Washington. I said, okay, and I kept putting it off, putting it off. So I finally came to Washington City, Michigan. That's the best thing could ever happen to me. How so? Tell me why. Because when I hit Washington City, Michigan, you know what I mean? I was, like I said, my life was empty. Didn't have nowhere to go. Didn't know how this was going to turn out. So I met this guy named Dave Spencer. He was um, a houseman at the mission, and he was like, um, it was on a Thursday. That's when they have their chapel. So I was sitting there, and he seen all the hurt in me. You know what I mean? He said, you know, you need to come up here, and I'll pray for you. Mm -hmm. So the whole mission prayed for me. So he said, I need to take you to church with me. So he had a you know, his own church too that he was with. So I said, Well I don't have a suit. You know what I mean? I don't have nothing to, to wear. Yeah, yeah. I don't have nothing. So he said, I'll take you over to the sort room where Washington City Mission had a lot of stuff, this and that. So when I went over there, the first suit I picked up was my suit. What do you mean? It was a suit that I had put in the cleaners. Get out. Yes. And um, and I told Dave, I said, Dave, this is my suit. It's waiting it, for you. It's waiting for me. To, to my God, that's in this suit up there to me. <laughs> and with that suit, I graduated three Washington programs, the 90-day program with, um, with that suit. And there's another program from the mission I graduated with it. I came part of the mission. I came to be the houseman of the mission. Fabulous. And um, with that suit, I said, oh, wow, man. Yeah. My life really started changing. At that time, I didn't know God. You know what I mean? That that 
You know what I mean? God was in my life from then on. It's like Joseph you know? in his robe. All of a sudden, that's there right. it is for you. That's right. That's part of my story. Yeah. You so, know what I mean? When you lost your job and then you fell into a hole, what was that like for you? Now, I ask this because I know people are listening right now who are alcoholics, who are addicts, yeah. people who have fallen into that hole. Right. At the time, you know what I mean? Um, I started to know a lot of people. My life started changed drastically. You know, I was uh, I wasn't really on drugs at the time. I did drink a little bit, but that wasn't my biggest problem. My biggest problem is I lost my job, mm. and I needed a place to go. And Washington City Mission was the place. Fabulous. You know, and ever since then, you know, what I mean, it's been a place for me. Like when I'm down on my luck, I go to the mission and. Open God is in that place. You know, I mean, there's people that help you do anything you want to do. If you want to do the wrong thing, that's not the place to go. Right. What's right. the city mission? Okay, so then you're telling me, Ed, that there are times in your life when you are stable and secure and you're able to take care of yourself. There are other right. times in your life where things fall away. Yeah. And in those darker times, you're able to go back to the standard, which is city mission. You're right. I go back to Washington City, Michigan. That's my go-to place. And my life just starts all over again. Mm-hmm. It, starts, it picks up. Clean you slate. Know, the people there is um, totally would change your life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They give you aid when you come there. You know what I mean? And um, they help you out. If you want a lower grade, that's on you. Yeah. But it's hard to get a lower grade. Because they still... Loving on you. That's right. Talk about Jesus in your life. You said you, before you went there, you didn't have any relationship at I all. I didn't have a relationship with Jesus. And um, Jesus, is, um, he opened up so many doors for me. You know what I mean? As we speak right now, um, I lost my apartment. Well, I really didn't lose my apartment. I got sick. And this is how I came to the uh, vet place. I got sick. And I went to the hospital for like two or three months. Um, I get arthritis real bad, and my legs, get, you know, my legs. And I couldn't, um, I had an apartment, I couldn't get up like 20 steps. It's a long way. Yeah, so I went and stayed with my son. My son took me in for a while. And um, my boss told me, I, I work for Connect, a place in Washington, I still work for them. And um, they gave me, like, a couple months off. So when I went back to work, I moved in with this one lady. She told me she worked for Connect, and she gave me, you know, a few months to stay with her. Then I had to find an apartment, but sure. I couldn't find an apartment. Then I heard about this place at the Washington City Mission called the Veterans House. I said, There's a... I remember before when I went there, Dean was trying to get it together. They was trying to get it together, but I didn't know whether they got it together yet. When I moved back in town, I said, oh, let me go there. So when I went there, I met another guy that I knew real good from the program. Me and him was at the Washington City Mission. His name is Steve Adams. He's running the program. Hmm. So I said, oh, wow. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, in, I'm in a good spot. Excellent. You know what I mean? So right then... You know what I mean? I turned my attitude that I had because I'm out here again looking for another place yeah. into gratitude. Fabulous. You know what I mean? 
So what's that like? So as a as a veteran, now you're surrounded by other guys who have similar experiences to you have, for better or worse, right? Yeah. Well, it's great. You know what I mean? To be around veterans, you know what I mean? And it's a good place. The place is wonderful. You know what I mean? It's ran real good. It's unbelievable. It got a, um, right now, um, I'm into a program that Steve put me into that um, there's a medical place downstairs where I go see the doctors and nurses every day. I got nurses that come in and, uh, you know, help me with, with, with my legs and everything. And um, that's the program I'm in right now. Excellent. You know I'm in? I'm sure you think about this from time to time. Where would you be without the mission? That's right. I'm trying to tell you, great place. Yeah. And um, after that, I'm going into a program of searching for housing and everything. He said, just stay. I want you to, um, Steve Adams, I want you to stay here until you get discharged from the doctor. I'm still on the doctor's care. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been there about a year. I'm still on the doctor's care. I got nurses come see me, but you know what I mean. I'm, I'm, I'm progressing. You know what I mean. I'm progressing. You know what I mean. Well, you look good and, and um, you sound great. Yeah, and um, and the best part about it, you can save money. Mm-hmm. You know, Steve says, save your money. You know what I mean. I want you to save your money. I have saved money. You know what I mean. I don't know if it's I could say how much I have saved by now. Uh, I just said, I'm all right. Yeah. You know and at mean? the same time, you're secure. At the same time, I'm secure. And you got a future ahead of you I here. I got a future ahead of me. And when I um, discharge from the doctors, I can move on. Fabulous. You know, when I find a place. And that community. That, that's what they set me up for. Outstanding. Ed, that's you a good story. Mean? Yeah. Thanks an awful lot for telling us that. Yeah. So there you hear it. Dean, I mean, when you hear a story like Ed, it's not an unusual story, is it? No, it's not. And and Ed, because of his medical condition and things like that, I yeah. mean, when you think about this, you know, where would he be? <laughs> you know, he's, he's moving from apartment to apartment trying to, you know, what they call couch surfing, right, kind of right. just getting getting around. But uh, our veterans house, our, it, it's called the Crabtree Kovacicek Veterans House. And uh, it's a beautiful facility. And, um, Ed, and Ed's in a private room and... The medical clinic uh, at the mission is downstairs. It's on the first floor of the veterans' house. And so Ed's, it's right there. There's an elevator in the building. And so Ed's able to go down, go to the doctor, see the medical professionals, and go back up to his room. And I see Ed at night when I'm leaving. He always says hi to me and good night. <laughs> yes. uh, Ed's, Ed's been a good guy. And, and I'm just really glad that we have a facility here. Uh, that meets his needs, and that's what uh, that was the whole goal here, uh, to be able to have a facility that meets the needs of the veterans uh, that have found themselves, you know, down on their luck, kind of, you know, struggling to make ends meet, trying to make their way, um, and made some maybe have made some bad decisions along the way, uh, but we're there to be able to help them, pick them up, and uh, get them back on their feet again. Fabulous. So, Dean, the story is not unusual, right? Because there are men and women, and oftentimes women with their with their babies, their kids as well. Uh, but Ed's story has sort of a long arc to it of years. Mm-hmm. It's unusual in that that there, you know, Ed's been with you off and on throughout the years. Uh, a typical <clears throat> resident, 
what is the lifetime of someone engaging the mission? Is there any idea about that? Um, I, the One of the things about the, the mission, the average length of stay of somebody coming into the mission is about eight months. Okay. And so they, uh, they come in. Uh, you know, We have a, a whole series of programming from education and job training uh, that they'll go through as well as some of the, a lot of the medical issues. Uh, again, because one of our objectives is to either eliminate or at least reduce any of the barriers that stand between them and independence. Right. So we help the that resident uh, look at what standing be- that stands between them and independence, and then we develop a plan of action that's going to address those things. And we look at their spiritual life as well. Uh, being part of a local church, getting to a, to a local congregation, having a pastor. Uh, those are things that we also try to connect uh, our residents to. And about uh, almost 50% of our residents, when they leave the mission, uh, are connected with a local church, have a spiritual family. Uh, many of them join the local church. Uh, they're getting they're getting baptized. We have we've had baptisms at the mission in our chapel. Wow. Uh, so it's it gets pretty. It, it really is exciting. One of the things about the mission is this. We are not a church, uh, but we are an arm of the church. And so our job is to reach those that the church doesn't normally come in contact with. Um, and so the mission is there for, for those those men and women who don't grace the doors of our church uh, on Sunday mornings, but they, uh, but they will come into a mission where they can get food and clothing and strength and get hope and, and get the kind of help that they need that's going to get them back on their feet again. So we have uh, 160 beds at the mission uh, for men, women, women with children, and veterans. And so the mission is uh, a really a safe place for and a safe haven for the homeless to be able to come and get the help they need. Outstanding. Hey, this is uh, Bisberg. I'm John Hall. If you just joined us, we're talking with Dean Gartland and a guest ed who's a resident of City Mission in Washington, Pennsylvania. You can find City Mission easily online. So... Uh, what I really find fascinating about the work that you do, Dean, is especially in this you know COVID era time, is that the government, uh, federal government, state government, uh, you know, the trickle down of billions of dollars finding its way into many nonprofits or different organizations across the country. You know, you've been really intentional about saying we don't want to take government money because with the government money comes certain restrictions about the gospel and about how you talk about Christ in in, in the work that you do. So you're a standalone, which is really unusual, and I'm sure it has to be tempting in some ways, Dean, to see that money and go, we could do a heck of a lot more if that money would come our way, but you know, you are not going to do that because because you want to proclaim the the life and the death of Jesus Christ and the resurrection first and foremost in the mission and how you minister to those men and women and those children who come in the front door. So you're on your own. And because of that, you're always in that mode of looking for friends and partners and trying to move that ball forward with the city mission and the work that you do. Because of that, you've also got fundraising events that are often fun and engage the greater community as well. Absolutely. And that's uh, and it is an unusual because people do think and there's a lot of folks of that think that, you know, well, gee, you know, you have a medical clinic, so you must be generating. There's a big safety net. But, the government's going to take care of you. Yes. And, and that's not the case here. And this is a uh, we are a, a private mission and we do not get public funds such as, you know, uh, that comes down from the federal government and so forth. Uh, all our money comes from 
concerned citizens who believe in what we do, uh, churches who want to make sure that the gospel is being preached and, and uh, spiritual work is going on uh, among the homeless and the poor in our community, uh, businesses who believe in uh, what we do in our job training program, who want to see a, a workforce developed get coming out of the mission, uh, seeing people get back to work. And, of course, you know, we are always working with uh, folks to, to create housing opportunities that are safe so that people can move. Uh, Ed, when he moves, we want to make sure he's moving into an apartment and yeah. a safe uh, safe community, you know, and so that he can live the most independent life possible. And so that if Ed was the only person homeless in, his, in Washington, uh, we would be serving him because that's that, that's how important uh, Ed is to us. Uh, if he, if he was the only one, we would we would exist to serve him. So this is this is a uh, a mission that is just you know it's for the people and it's by the people who believe in and and uh, what we do and they believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so this is a uh, uh, and so we always are encouraging people to please come down and see what we do. Um, you want to partner with us? We would love to have you. Uh, Come down. I love giving tours of the mission. It's a small campus, but it's 160 beds. But there's a lot that goes on inside those buildings at the city mission, and uh, giving people tours and letting them see what we do is usually the thing that really uh, catches their attention. And next thing you know, they want to volunteer, they want to be a part of, and that's uh, to me that is what's uh, really great about the city mission to be of service. Yeah. Okay. So we just talked to Ed. We heard Ed's story. Now Ed's one guy. You think about all the decades that City Mission has been around. One guy multiplied by thousands and thousands and thousands of people who over those many decades have walked through. Mm. Uh, that that costs some cash, does it not? Oh, it does. And the mission has been growing, like I said uh, before, and has been expanding. And so one of the things we do is uh, uh, we also uh, we get foundational support as well as we do a number of events throughout the year. Oh, really? Tell us and that. So uh, in May, we do a, we're do we going to be doing a gala in May. May 19th will be a gala at uh, Hilton Garden Inn at South Point. Uh, anyone who's interested in attending that gala can go to our citymission.org website, and you can uh, buy a ticket there. It's going to be a great event. Uh, we also have the uh, uh, Mission Possible 7, which is a run-walk uh, that supports our Veterans House, our Crabtree COVID Check Veterans House, um, and it will support the operations of that facility. Uh, that's on uh, August 6th. And then on August 22nd, we have our annual golf outing uh, that's going to be at the Valley Brook Country Club. Uh, it's another great event, a great way of fellowship, and just being able to come together, again, supporting a great cause. We're always looking for sponsors and sponsors for both the Mission Possible 7 uh, as well as our golf outing. And, you know, so we're uh, hoping that, you know, we see a lot of people come out and a lot of people come out to support uh, the city mission and support our veterans. Fabulous. Okay, so we heard Ed's story. And, of course, we're focused primarily on the veteran story as well. But you also help women, single women, and also women with children. Yeah, we do. And and one of the things that's coming up, uh, which is very exciting to me, is the fact that we will be uh, looking to build a new uh, facility for single women without children. We have a facility for women with children, and we do have a facility currently for single women, but it's a very small facility. It only has 14 beds, and it's constantly full, and we always have a long waiting list. And it breaks my heart to know that you know when women are calling 
and we don't have a bed available for them. And so um, we have our board and myself, we have worked on this for a number of years. And so we're looking to build a 56-bed single women's facility, uh, hopefully in uh, probably 2024, 2025, uh, they'll be able to have this building erected. And so we're going to be starting a, a whole new capital campaign uh, to raise funds to be able to build this building. Because uh, it's, it, it, I don't know what happens to those women when they call and they, we don't have a bed space for them. Uh, so it's very heartbreaking for that to happen. So we're really excited about the fact that we're going to be able to build a new facility uh, for those single women. And that would take our bed capacity at the mission up to 200 beds. Wow, fabulous. Dean, as you said earlier in the program, you're not a church, mm-hmm. but clearly you're a ministry. Absolutely. Now, I'm sure juggling all the things that you do, you got to feel like a pastor at the end of the day, right? I mean, there you are. You're proclaiming the gospel, and you're helping those who are in trouble. Uh, yes, that is uh, sometimes, and I know when I've uh, spoken at churches, sometimes I've said, you know, in the congregation that I usually speak to, it doesn't quite look like this. <laughs> so, uh, but I do. Sometimes I do feel somewhat like a pastor who has, you know, a congregation of, of men and women, broken, hurting, uh, suffering. Uh, who need uh, not only uh, physical help, uh, medical help, and and uh, mental health help, uh, addiction recovery help, but they need spiritual help, and they need a foundation that's found in Jesus Christ. One of the things I've said, and I've said this before uh, many times, and uh, I've I've said I'd rather see someone go to heaven homeless. Uh, than to hell, owning the riches of this world, because mm-hmm. the Bible says, "What does it get, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul?" And so, uh, we are dedicated here at the City Mission to make sure that every single man, woman, and child that walks through our doors has the opportunity to know Jesus in a real way. Fabulous. So, Dean, people are listening. Give us contact information, whether on the web or on a phone number. Uh, they can call us at 724-222-8530, or they can visit us on the web at citymission.org. And there's a ton of information on there. They can go to our events page if they would like to support us, uh, or they just want to contact us and, and schedule a tour. Excellent. Dean, it's always a great pleasure. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, John. And for Ed, to hear your story as well, thanks again. Thank you. Thank you. This has been Bisberg. Always wonderful to have you with us. We'll see you next time, God willing. Have a great day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.